Welcome to Chronic Risk, the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Stay tuned for expert advice and analysis on issues pertaining to risk in the cannabis industry from NCRMA's members and certified service partners. Chronic Risk, secured by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, starts now. Welcome to another episode of Chronic Risk. I'm your host, Alex Herding, the Chief Risk Management Officer for the organization. Thank you for joining us. Chronic Risk is the podcast that gives insights on risk in the cannabis industry from the NCRMA's partners, members, and affiliates. On today's show, we're going to discuss how to mitigate environmental hazards. Uh, They can compromise the safety of your product, your workers, and they just can be a, a significant liability that nobody wants. Uh, If you're looking to purchase a property for a cannabis operation, planning to expand your operation, or a business owner looking to build your first facility, it's important to understand there are a lot of hazards that can be associated with your potential property. Do you know about the soil? Does it contain heavy metals? Are there underground storage tanks on the property that could leak and affect the property? To highlight the importance of these realities and discuss how to find necessary solutions we are joined by Irv Cohen, President and CEO of the NCRMA's Service Partner, EnviroScience Inc. EnviroScience Inc., or ESI, develops practical solutions to their clients' worldwide environmental needs. Their team of experts help cannabis businesses achieve their goals safely, efficiently, and cost-effectively by developing compliant environmental solutions in the pre-application or application phase, providing site evaluations and consulting. Irv, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure and thank you for having us. All right, before we jump in, I'm gonna share a little bit about um, a little bit about you to our listeners, which is pretty extensive. He has been in the game for a long time. Um, Irv has been the chief executive officer and chairman of the board of ESI since its inception in 1975 and developed its audit protocols. His experience encompasses all aspects of environmental consulting. He's directed numerous environmental liability audits for public and private clients, designed safety, uh, designed to satisfy the full range of needs um, of all interested parties. He's incorporated process modifications and treatment protocol for uh, pollution control, environmental, occupational safety, and health aspects for chemical facilities producing organic petrochemical and organic compounds. Um, He's also conducted many worldwide environmental health and safety audits and environmental liability analyses of chemical, petroleum, hotels, commercial high and low rise buildings, refrigerated warehouse and cosmetic operations. Wow, that's an impressive career there, Irv. Uh, So let's uh, start by discussing how and why ESI decided to broaden its services uh, to businesses in the cannabis industry? Well, the cannabis industry is a emerging industry as far as we are concerned. Um, It is no different than any other activity of real estate purchasing, in our opinion. And we need to decide the best way to represent uh, purchases pretty looking to grow cannabis. So it's an opportunity for environmental consultants to look at 
the industry as a whole from a variety of factors, not just the issue of purchasing the property, but how to make sure that the product that is being grown is being grown appropriately and the yield is good. Great. Yeah. And um, just being a part of this industry, you know, there's so much, I use the analogy all the time. It's like drinking from a fire hose. And um, this is one of those things. And I know it very personally from my, um, my experience as well. This is, these are some liabilities and hazards that are just can be tremendous and significant and really can debilitate a, 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 an operation. And so it's really important to know this on the front end. And I'm excited to talk about this with you today because it's such an important need to the industry. So uh, there is a lot of talk about the need for doing a phase one in environmental assessment before purchasing a property that would be used for cannabis growing. Can you explain why that is necessary and exactly what is a, a phase one? So uh, a phase one is an environmental assessment that is done specifically to determine if the property is environmentally sound to make sure that its past uses are not going to cause a problem for the purchaser of, of the property. Uh, what many investors and many property owners do not realize is that if they purchase a property that has environmental contamination attached to it, uh, from not necessarily something that is there today, from something that may have been there years ago, uh, they are buying that problem. Once you are in the chain of title, you are in the chain of title. And that means the environmental agency, whether it be a federal agency or a local agency, can come knocking on their day. This environmental problem that is going off the property to somebody else's property is now yours to deal with. If you understand it to start with, then you may be purchasing something that has risk that can cause expenditures down the road in the millions of dollars that sometimes if it's really a bad piece of, 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 of. The phase one aspect of what is called an ASTM uh, standard phase one evaluation provides by federal law the protection that the buyer of the property needs that the environment and the federal environmental agencies, if you do what is called the due diligence, which is what the phase one is all about, uh, it, it provides any purchaser uh, the liability protection for any federal agency coming after them if you acknowledge the fact that there is no contamination by doing due diligence. What people don't realize is if they actually purchase a property after doing a phase one and the phase one says, by the way, there is this, that, and the other thing on the property, then uh, they're buying that, that contamination. Uh, many investors, many real estate developers come and say, well, I've done a phase one, uh, why is the state or why is the, uh, the federal EPA coming after me? And if you read the phase one and it identifies a, a recognized environmental condition, um, it's been acknowledged. And if, 
if you do not acknowledge the cost of that liability, it's yours. So just to, just so the listeners are clear and for my own edification here, let's just say somebody bought a property without the phase one uh, assessment. They didn't do their due diligence. They own that they own that hazard and condition with you, without doing the phase one, correct? It's, yes, that, that is exactly what happens. It's theirs. Right. And so this, that's what this is. That's what, you know, I, and I'm, like I said, I'm really excited to talk to you about this because this is one of those hazards and risks that I'll tell you a significant amount of these cannabis operators that are getting into this have no idea about. And this is such an important thing that you are going to own that hazard and risk and cost of that environmental condition if you do not do your due diligence. And so that's what this Alex, is. Alex, it's absolutely correct. And unfortunately, it, it happens many times. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's a big liability and I, I hope it's eye-opening for the listeners here. Um, so this next question, I, you know, is, the, I think this, this needs a little uh, clarity as well. Is there such a thing as an environmental licensed person? So Alex, it's a very interesting topic because um, you know from your experience and your education that um, unfortunately there is no true licensing nationwide. It's not like professional engineer of PE or professional geologist. If you graduate from the university with a degree in environmental science, for example, you can hang up a shingle and say you're an environmental scientist and you can do consulting work. Obviously, the buyer has to be beware of what he or she is getting when they hire an environmental consulting firm. There are certain states that have licensing for environmental professionals to do certain activities that the state agency has to them the right to do. New Jersey, for example, has what's called a licensed site remediation professional. Uh, Massachusetts has a licensed environmental, a licensed site professional. Connecticut has something called a licensed environmental professional. But there's no national certification that comes from a state or a national agency. If you look at my resume, I have some three letters after my name called CEP, which is, is a certified environmental professional. Uh, it is certified by the Academy of Board Environmental, uh, the Academy Board Certified Environmental Professionals, which actually is accredited by the same accreditation agency that, that accredits professional engineers. So there are certifications. Uh, buyers should be aware of who they are hiring and look at what the credentials of that person or that company has. Yeah, that's, thank you for that clarity. Cause it's, yeah. Buyer beware is right. Yeah, um, be careful what you pay for because you, you, you like to get what you ask for. Um, and on that note, we're going to take a, a quick break here and we'll be back in a second and learn more about all these environmental conditions. 
we have to be aware of before we uh, get started on our cannabis business. So um, let's take a ba- break and uh, be right back. Thanks. Chronic Risk will continue after we visit our certified advertisers. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. You're listening to the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, NCRMA's Chronic Risk, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back with Irv Cohen, the CEO and chairman of ESI. And we are talking about environmental hazards and uh, phase one site inspections. And we are going to jump back into it. And um, Irv, what is meant by an environmental baseline and why is that important? So an environmental baseline is the knowledge that you obtain by doing a site investigation to understand what may exist on the property before you enter the property, buy it, and start production. Because there could be things on a piece of property, and let's assume for the moment that the property that we're talking about was in previous agricultural use and you are going to be doing your cannabis production on that property using different things to make sure that your plants are growing properly and your yield that you are obtaining is exactly what you'd like it to be from the point of view of production of of plants. Um, If you bought that property without doing what's called baseline analysis, you don't know what's in the soil and you don't know what's in the groundwater. So going back to my statement that this is something that has had agricultural use before. Uh, And let's say you were growing or the company that owned the property before your interest became your interest grew fruit trees on the property. And in order to control pests on that property, this grove of fruit trees was sprayed with insecticide, pesticides that contain such lovely things as arsenic and heavy metals that uh, um, of course do what they're supposed to do with regard to the plants that they're spraying on to remove the pests, but it also has entered into the ground and into the groundwater. And as an example, we had a property that we were evaluating for a client that was in California. And this property looked fantastic from the surface. And the other consultant that represented the the owner of the property had done some investigation on the site. It didn't sit well with me or with our company. 
we looked at the investigation and it looked like it was not really serving the purpose that it was meant to do, which was to really determine what the baseline of that property was. It was taking a sample here, taking a sample there, but not with the intention of really understanding what the potential for environmental problems would be on that site. Our client who was interested in buying the property and developing it into, in this instance, I believe residential homes, turned around and asked us to do an evaluation and gave us the latitude to be able to sample where we wanted to sample on the property. We picked an area that looked like it was somewhat depressed as far as its elevation. So we did more sampling there than up on what we would call the highlands or up on a, on a raised area or elevation. And we found contamination that saturated not only the soils, but had gone into the groundwater. The cost uh, that we had projected of the remediation of this property was on the order of magnitude of $6 million. Oh. And it was because there was suspicion on our point, our evaluation that this low-lying area had collected or potentially collected some contamination nowhere near the $6 million number that we had ultimately come up with. We thought maybe there'd be a little bit, but it was really hot. Oh and uh, fortunately for our client, we were able to discuss that with him. And there was enough money in the deal to be able to reduce the price by that $6 million and have that, that property bought by our client without having the liability attached to it. So that's what's meant by a baseline and it can go in many directions like that, Alex. Wow, now that seems extremely important to, to know what you're dealing with before, before you buy something. And you know, when you're telling me about this arsenic, you know, in the, in the soil, you know, what, one thing I know about cannabis is a really good bioremediator, meaning that it pulls up heavy metals and a lot of toxins. They actually, I've uh, had some friends who've actually taken some master's uh, courses and, uh, and completed their degrees looking at bioremediation, specifically looking at different types of hemp around different, you know, different uh, hazardous sites, be it, you know, oil rigs or, you know, other, other types of hazardous waste sites. And it does a good job, unfortunately, uh, for somebody that wants to consume that product, that means they're going to consume it. When they, when a, when a hemp plant pulls up the, those, uh, you know, heavy metals or whatever type of contaminants, the way you, you need to dispose of the hemp, that's a bioremediation project. That's not a, consumption, you know, product there. And so this is so important for people to understand. It's the source material. What are you going to be grown with? And to know that it is your liability about with that product once it gets onto the market. And if you're pulling up heavy metals or something horrible that can harm a person, you're liable for that too. So this is just so important to understand what you're getting into on the front end. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people have, have, uh, you know, with their exuberance for the industry and the product have kind of overlooked some of these issues. So this is all just fascinating. And um, 
Yeah, you know, one thing I want to, you know, ask you is about how can somebody be assured if they buy a property and it has no environmental issues on it, that someone else is not contaminating it from their activity, some neighbor's site? Is there is there a way they can get assurance? So as a part of the phase one environmental assessment that one does, one actually looks at, Alex, the adjacent properties. And, and many, many times you come across, and not saying that, that, that this applies to every instance of someone looking at a potential piece of property for, for cannabis growing, but it's no different than any other piece of property that a person might want to buy. There may be a gasoline station uh, half a mile away or more appropriately a dry cleaner right. and gasoline station contamination from offsite to from an offsite source or an adjacent property they need to be closer to the property to it for it to affect your property uh, they're responsible for it but you still need to know do you have a problem coming onto your property just like you were saying before alex if you're growing a plant on the property and you were talking about heavy metals, but let's talk about organics. Phytoremediation, right. uh, which is what you were speaking about before, is an up and coming mechanism to do something for remedial purposes that has a benefit. That's not just what we call dig and haul or, or pump and treat. It's something where you're using a live plant to do some good for the environment. Well, not only does your plant pick up heavy metals, it can pick up the organics as well. Um, gasoline components uh, from dry cleaners, what is now the, the big problem throughout the United States, what's called perk, perchloroethylene, which is not only something that is cancerous from the point of view of its, of its uh, effect upon um, groundwater and soils and people breathing in the vapors, but it's pervasive. Um, many dry cleaners from the past, years past, did not control their, their waste. And it, it goes deep because it's heavier than water. And it travels along the bedrock surface and can be transmitted miles. Um, so you may have a, an issue on a site that is not even close to something that happened before, but, but 40 years ago, a dry cleaner was just pumping per into the ground by spilling their waste in the, in the backyard or through uh, a drain or through porous concrete, and uh, it has contaminated groundwater miles and miles away. Wow. This is all great stuff, Irv. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back and um, and learn a little bit more from uh, about uh, these environmental issues. And uh, we'll be right back in a second. Thanks. Chronic Risk will continue after we visit our certified advertisers. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. You're listening to the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, NCRMA's Chronic Risk, only on CannabisRadio.com. We are back with Irv Cohen of ESI and learning about all these scary environmental hazards that uh, every business owner should know, but specifically cannabis business owners um, getting in this industry. There's a lot to know and there's a lot you should know on the front end of starting a business. And this is where it should start. When you're looking at a property, you really need to do your due diligence and find out what the hazards are um, before you own it. So Irv, um, how can I assure myself as a business owner that my operations are in compliance with the EPA, state environmental regulations and uh, OSHA requirements? Alex, it's, it's, it's a very interesting question that many people ask when they're looking at their operations. Because to you as a, an owner, you as a grower of cannabis, you know your industry. You know what it takes to do what you have to do to make a profit off of, off of the plants that you are growing. But you may not know the nuances that exist in the environmental arena for the permits that may be required for your operation. There may be some things that are intuitive and that you would think about just during your normal daily activities, but there may be some issues that you're not aware of that the state or the federal government has regulations and without a professional that knows the ins and outs for your water, for your air, for your solid waste, for your recycling, uh, it, it means that you have to understand that. And the best way to do that is hire a good environmental consulting firm that has this capability that could advise you. They, they can turn around and audit your facility, come in, look at all the regulations that apply to you and say, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to know. And maybe even prepare a, what I would call a standard operating procedure manual for certain aspects to make sure that you're in compliance. But it, it involves somebody saying, okay, this industry has these requirements attached to it. And that audit against two things. One, which is the easy part, which are the regulations. Right. But the more difficult part is your own activities, meaning standard operating procedures that you have to protect your workers and to protect your people who are in your plant. Plant meaning the operation, not the 
right. the plant that you're growing. Yes. <laughs> uh, that may be also, but with respect to what we have to do, we're looking at your standard operations. So if you have a piece of machinery, for example, you have certain standard operating procedures attached to that. And the person who is doing this audit would be auditing to make sure that you, your workers are, are complying with what you have set as standards for them. So that's where it becomes very, very important that the company that you hire to do this can help you without hindering your operation. Yeah, no, you are preaching to the choir here. This is you know, one of my big missions is to, to help the industry operate compliantly, but more importantly, safely, you know, that's, that's around your workers and your product. And yeah, to finding the right person to help you with that is, is, is incredibly important in this industry. Alex, it's, it's really, you know, if you look at different industries that exist and how different operations, there are things that people don't even realize happen when they're doing something. For example, I'm going to pick an industry, the pharmaceutical industry, for example. When you run the suture lines that you manufacture, the repetitive nature of what is going on causes injuries to staff if they don't cycle them out of that particular activity. It's called ergonomics, for example. Yep. And things like that may apply they may not apply to to cannabis growing oh, no, but if they do something very specific actually we have a course uh, listeners on ergonomics cannabis ergonomics is specifically about trimming there's a very specific you go. process in this industry that is repetitive motion trimming this the, the product it's it's very monotonous and uh one of the biggest hazards in my uh, for workers that's really just not explored we actually did a great uh a project with Penn State on the subject. But uh, yes, no, you've hit it on the head. You've really got to know your industry. You got to know your processes. You got to do your due diligence, know what those hazards are um, to protect yourself, your workers, and ultimately your 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 customers. And uh, none of this is easy. You know, this is this requires homework and, uh, and bringing in experts that know what they're talking about, like yourself and uh, ESI. And this this half hour has flown by, Irv. I could do another half hour with you. Um, but really, thank you for all you've shared with us here today. Uh, one thing uh, that the NCRMA knows for sure is that unique businesses require unique solutions. And it's our mission to connect our members with experts like you to ensure sustainable success. So whether you're getting started in the industry or a business preparing to grow, Learn more about ESI at envirosciences.com. That's E-N-V-I-R-O-S-C-I-E-N-C-E-S.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Chronic Risk. We hope you'll join us in the future as we continue to educate on the importance of risk management with the purpose of making our members better through education, support, and expertise. To learn more about the may join our network or sign up for our monthly newsletter visit ncrma.net until next time stay safe out there everybody thanks
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.